Welcome back to Relatably Weird. Kate and I have another awesome episode for you this week. I've been waiting to share this with you. Oh, oh, oh gosh. It's been very hard to keep it a secret this week. <laughs> we're, we're already starting off good. Um, but yeah, so we also would like to announce that we are going to attempt to do Spooktober Spectacular. Even better than last year. Even better than last year, which... I don't know how we're going to top that. We had some we're, really good topics last last year for We're going to get the Victorians involved. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be epic. Um so yeah, so you can look forward to that. We'll try I think last year we did an episode every week. We did. We may attempt that. We may or may not hit it cuz you know, life. Um but Kate and I did decide that we wanted to do it again this year because we love spooky season and what better time to do something spooky than the month of October? All right. Well, uh, my teaser this week, because we're just going to jump right in here. My topic celebrates the one thing that gets most people through their work week. And shocker, we have women to thank for it. Of course we do. Yep. Well, I would like to talk about how the bikini Ooh. is uh, credited to the nuclear bomb. Oh. Oh, this episode just got real explosive. I know. This is probably the weirdest teaser I've ever gotten to <laughs> share with you. All right. Well, okay. I want to hear about this, the bikini, and how on earth does a bikini relate to a nuclear bomb? I mean, I know we talk about, like, oh, that woman is a bombshell, but... I, Mm. No, that's not it. But um, yeah, I was going to say that Good can't guess. that can't be it. Good guess, but no, um, it's really hard to believe that the invention of a scandalous bathing suit would be tied to a weapon of mass destruction. Uh, but this is actually where the story of the bikini starts. Okay. So just for some background info, you know the atomic bomb. Um, this came around after the discovery of nuclear fission, not fusion. Not to be confused. Fission. Um, in 1983, sorry, 1938, I read that backwards, by German scientists. Oh. So, we all know the atom is the smallest known particle. But, with the nuclear bomb, it is split into lighter atoms, which causes a sudden powerful release of energy. And that's what, you know, the explosion. A.K.A. Boom. A, a boom. Yeah. Big so boom. That's how the atomic bomb works in like the most basic form I can get. Right. Like how without we're... getting too sciencey. Yes. Um, so of course during World War II, uh, the Americans began an effort to create a functional atomic bomb. Of course, we weren't the only ones. And this eventually led to the first use of the atomic bomb on August 6, 1945, over Hiroshima, Japan. Three days later. America dropped a second bomb mm. on the city of Nagasaki. Um, this ended the war. Um, it was a tragedy, um, so I don't want to glaze over that. It was a horrific, it was awful. Just, it was horrible. There's no words to describe. Um, but even though we witnessed this horrible destruction and just massacre of people... America continued testing their atomic bombs after the war. Of course they did. Yes, because once you have power, it's hard to let it go. <laughs> right. Um, so, okay. 
how in the world does this lead to a bikini? First of all, men. <laughs> men and their audacity. Just, Shocker. The audacity of men and a fabric shortage. So like, we all I feel like I feel like there's a lot of of things that happen in the fashion world that are not functional yes that are attributed to men so i'm pockets i'm not shocked high heels tiny pockets yes Mm. fake pockets anyways anyways okay so we all know that world wars are just tragic there's been they're bad uh yeah but any war in general typically causes a shortage so when you've got it on a worldwide scale even more so right so one of those uh, resources that had a strain put on it was fabric. So, hmm. yeah, a lot of fabric being used and materials that were made into these fabrics needed to be used for other things. Like uniforms. Yeah. And, I'm guessing. Well, that, it, it was Parachutes. a lot of things. Like, I didn't go into all the details, but, like, these materials used to make fabrics needed to be used elsewhere. Interesting. So, like many things with war fabric was rationed oh um so the two-piece bathing suit can actually be traced back further than world war ii uh back to about the 1930s but these two-piece bathing suits typically covered most of the abdomen so they were they still were more pretty... like they were more like tankinis yeah they were still pretty modest in today's terms i guess um but they they were a little more scandalous than the old school bathing suits. Right. They didn't look like bloomers. Right. Well, in 1942, the United States War Production Board issued a regulation to cut the use of natural fibers in women's clothing, reducing it by 10%. Wait, 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 wait. Women's clothing? Yes, you heard me. Women's clothing. Now, granted, this is just from the research I've done... Okay, now I kind of want to look this up and see if it if it really was just women's clothing, right? Or did they also cut it for men's clothing? Like, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, mm. Okay, I I knew that part would catch you. But... I, I digress. <laughs> so, they've reduced women's clothing by ten percent, and this meant that swimsuit manufacturers had to start producing midriff bearing bathing suits. Ooh, scandalous. Scandal. <laughs> And, of course, after the war, shortages continued. Um, And, of course, times of shortage, people get creative. Yeah, they do. And so this is when a French fashion designer, and I'm so sorry, I have not taken French class in a long time. I'm going to mispronounce it. I was saying, you all know that we mispronounce things. We try, but... We Google pronounce like crazy, and we still mess it up. But his name was Jacques Aim. Uh, And he introduced a minimalist two-piece design that he named a tome. A tome? After the smallest known particle, the atom. I say, was that spelled the same? A-T-O-M? A-T-O-M-E. Oh, a tome. Okay, yeah. A tome. So, smaller bathing suit, smallest particle, he named it after that. Clever. Yeah, which of course, this was a topic of discussion after two whole cities were completely wiped out and it ended a world war. Right. Obviously, everybody's still talking about the tragedy and people are understanding like what atoms are. But with his design, your navel is still covered. So it's a little more risky, but your navel is still tucked away all nice what, and neat. What, what did he have against the navel? 
I don't think it was just him. I think it was the world. <laughs> I don't, I just find it funny, like, what society finds as scandalous, like, ankles, shoulders, <laughs> like, the navel. Right. Like, okay. So he kept the navel covered in his design. Now, around the same time, there's another dude. And I can't wait to oh, no. tell you about this guy. Listen closely. He was French, but he was an automotive and mechanical engineer named Louis Rear. And he was running his mother's lingerie business in Paris. <laughs> Those are two things that do not go together. I felt... Ooh. I literally felt like I put a bunch of words in a hat and just picked some out. Right. Like, like, these just don't go together. No. Automotive, mechanical engineer. Lingerie. But it's his mother's business, which is slightly awkward uh, yeah, for me. just a little weird. Like, Mom, I sold another brassiere. <laughs> oh. Listen, I died when I read this. Anyways, I digress. So... He's out chilling on the beach one day, and he's watching the ladies mm. stroll up and down the beach in their atom bathing suits. And he was like, hey, let's make this even smaller. We could uh, trim that up a little, get a better tan, don't you think? Get a better tan. That was the excuse. Exactly. It was an excuse. So he designs his own bathing suit. And this suit was made of four triangles of fabric made from just 30 square inches of fabric and string. I'm sorry. And what was this covering? Mm, well, the minimal. The minimal. <laughs> wow. Uh, so this suit, unlike Jacques Atome, uh, actually exposed the navel. Well I, mean, well, I mean, with that little bit of fabric, you, yeah. unless you just sacrificed everything else right there's not much <laughs> You're not left covering the navel yeah so he makes a swimsuit and he wants to like announce it to the world but it was so scandalous louis had trouble finding a model for his swimsuit <laughs> really but in yeah. true man fashion he found a solution in hiring a 19 year old nude dancer to wear his swimsuit of course, because she is accustomed to having little to nothing on. I mean, so I mean, a few worked. four squares of fabric or triangles of fabric ain't nothing. Like, yeah. So like okay. she was totally fine with it because this is her profession. So he gets her to come to this press conference, and this press conference was held five days. After the first post-war test of a nuclear device over the Bikini Atoll. Stop. Right. What? So that was the site of the nuclear testing. And therefore it was named Bikini. <laughs> That's where it got its name? Yes. Named after the testing of a bomb made from a particle smaller than the smallest known particle. Wow. And so the man war began. Oh, geez. The man war. So Jacques, the first guy, he hires skywriters to advertise the Atome <laughs> as the world's smallest bathing suit. First of all, excessive. It, I was going to say, the audacity. Uh, it gets better. Oh, geez. It gets better. It It's never better whenever you say that. So Louis sees... I guess, or hears about the sky riding. So 
he hires his own skywriters. Of course. He flies his advertisement for his design as, quote, smaller than the smallest bathing suit in the world. Unquote. Okay, that that doesn't make any smaller than the smallest. Because that's how Jacques was advertising his. Right, but still, I mean, that's just, that's I, terrible advertising. Audacity. Audacity. I know, I know. So, this is just an example of how they kind of went back and forth on advertising. Well, it turns out Louis' design uh, and the name that he chose, Bikini, stuck with the public. It's Apparently. Just, I don't know if it was just more catchy or people liked the smaller design. I don't really know. I didn't get to dive into that. Um, he was met with resistance. Um his design at first was mostly embraced by the European countries at first, which tracks. I mean, yeah, because they typically catch on to fashion trends mm -hmm. long before the Western world. Yeah. And so it just kind of... Like yeah. The Americas. It kind of spread out from there. It's, you know, picked up in Europe. Eventually it spread out. People were saying he was about 15 to 20 years ahead of his time as far as fashion design, which... Eh, okay. I mean, all right, cool. Um, and he did, there was a lot of issues like legality and moral and ethical issues that were raised by this swimwear, which shocks nobody. Right. So, but obviously it's stuck. We see bikinis everywhere and some places we don't want to see bikinis, but and they're there. some of them use only 36 square inches of fabric still. 30 square inches. Sorry, 30 square smaller inches. Smaller than the smallest. <laughs> Smaller than the smallest. I think this is the only time a man has fought for the title of smallest. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Mother, forgive us. You are probably um, not wrong. And I just want to, just to wrap all this up, because I found this hilarious. In a bold campaign that he ran, like an advertisement, um, Louis told the public that a two-piece bathing suit could not be considered a true bikini unless quote it can be pulled through a wedding ring what I, yeah a true bikini cannot be called a bikini unless it can be pulled through a wedding, a wedding ring. ring okay first off what was his logic behind that and second are we talking a woman's wedding ring like the you know because some women have really dainty small right. fingers or are we talking like a man's wedding ring i was just so blown away by the audacity of this campaign ad right i mean it the just, audacity alone is it's it's something it is something wow and uh yeah, that is that is how the um, unfortunate tragedy of the atomic bomb led to the bikini. I will never be able to wear my bikini again without thinking about the audacity behind it. I will. I will probably only wear tankinis from now on because just the I mean, audacity. But I mean, I, cause you know, I'm a big proponent of body positivity, right? And I am a bigger girl, but I. Again, promote, hey, if you want to wear a bikini and you're comfortable in it, wear it. However, now all I'm going to think about is the audacity behind it. Of men, it. yes. 
Okay, so Tiff. Yes, Kate. I have a feeling I know what your topic's about because I know what gets me through my work week. Hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams. <laughs> and mass amounts of coffee? Uh, you're on the right track. Okay. So, you know I love my coffee too. Yes. Um, it is the thing that gets me through my week. And in fact, my first job out of college was being a barista for one of the local coffee shops here. Listen, I felt so cool being like, my big sister is a barista. <laughs> like, I felt so fancy. Well, and I loved it too. And honestly, I would go back and do that like part time, like if I can, if I could, just because it was fun. Like I loved getting mm. to know people. I loved having, you know, coffee around me all the time. It smelled good all the I'd time. Smell good all the time. Like, you know, I, it was just fantastic. And <laughs> I just, I loved working in that coffee shop. Um, and you know, coffee itself has kind of an interesting beginning. Yes. Or a start. Um, legend has it, and of course, they've never been able to prove this true because, I mean, who was there? But allegedly, coffee was discovered by this guy named Caldi. Caldi, Caldi, I can never say it right. Again, we don't pronounce things. We try. But How is it spelled? Is it K-H? K H? No, it's K A L D I. Oh, okay. So Not I think I it's Caldi. Anyways, in like 18, or no, sorry, mm, 850. Whoa. Big jump there. Yeah, right. Way back. So apparently, this guy, he was a, he was a goat herder. And he was observing his goats that after they ate the berries off of this plant, they started behaving erratically. As do I. <laughs> As do most people <laughs> with coffee. Um, like my husband, who literally gets jittery. Wired. Yeah, literally gets wired. Yeah. Um, so he saw these goats acting erratically and he was like, what is going on? And of course... What do we do? Hmm. Maybe I should try it. Again, the audacity. The audacity. So he tries some of these berries. Now, if if you've ever seen coffee beans, it, the berries don't look anything like the coffee beans itself. Like, it literally looks like a little oh, red, seen. little red berry. Yeah. Which then you take off the outer shell. You've got the two beans in one little pod. And that's where we get our coffee beans. And they're green. And then you have to roast them. Right. Right. Okay. So, he just straight started eating these berries. Oh like, I can't imagine. <laughs> because the roasting actually takes out some of the caffeine. Really? Yes. So... Fun, fun side fact, the lighter the roast, the more caffeine. Okay, I knew I loved my blonde espresso for a Right? Reason. So, yeah, I can't imagine, though, him just, like, chowing down on these green coffee beans. Like, they're not even roasted. So, I'm sure this guy was wired, and he went back to, I'm sure he went back and was like, guys, guys, check this out. I just have this You image. gotta try this stuff. I just have this image of this guy just wildly dancing among the goats as they're all just like... <laughs> I know, I do too. Um, but yeah, so coffee breaks are kind of a big thing. I mean, like, we have our coffee shops. Um, typically in the workplace, we have 
coffee in the workplace and we say, hey, I'm going to go get me a cup of coffee. First thing we do every morning. Right. Um, there, and there's just something as odd as it sounds and kind of, yeah, there's something relaxing about sitting down with a warm cup of coffee, especially on like a chilly day. Or, like, for us and our family, we have this long-standing tradition of after dinner, dad makes a pot of coffee, we go sit out on the front porch if it's nice, and we drink our cup of coffee before he goes to work. Yep. And this is the reason why we don't sleep, or we can go to sleep, sorry, I got that mixed up, we can go to sleep after we drink coffee. I was going to say, I can still pass out. Oh, I know. It's crazy. But yeah, so we have our coffee break usually in the evenings mm-hmm. with dad after work. But more, it's more common to think of a coffee break during your work week. Absolutely. And there's actually a place that celebrates the coffee break. I am sold. They have their own coffee break festival oh that sounds <laughs> <Right>? amazing <laughs> um so this place is in stoughton 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 i listened to how to pronounce this like 500 times and i still feel like i'm pronouncing it wrong which is just 20 miles southeast of wisconsin state capital okay so it's like in the the southern part of wisconsin and this Stoughton actually has a very rich Norwegian heritage, um, which they are very proud of, by the way. They have their own, like, Norwegian festival oh, that I they have. Yeah. No idea. I didn't either. Um, and this, this heritage comes from, apparently they had, like, a mass influx of Norwegian immigrants that settled there um, between, like, 1865 and the early 1900s. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of curious as like what draws different groups to different places. I mean, the only thing I can figure is Wisconsin can get kind of cold like it does in Norway. Oh, that's fair. So, you know, similar climate. I don't know. But yeah, that's where they settled was Stoughton. And this area was actually prime for crops. And so many farmers settled and they started planting fields there and they started with wheat and then later um, they moved on to tobacco and this boom in agriculture created a need for wagons because, I mean, back in the day they didn't have these big fancy farm machinery equipment stuff. So somebody had to make those wagons. That's a lot of wagons. That's a lot of wagons. And so this guy, T.G. Mand, Mand, M-A-N-D-T. There you go. It's got a T on the end. That's why I was I like, just, Mand. I just realized we will never get a sponsorship from Google's pronounce. Google <laughs> pronounce. I can't not. even say it. Um, so T.G. Mand answered the call by creating a wagon making factory. And so many of the Norwegian immigrants, specifically the men, were employed by T.G. Vance in the wagon factory. And because of this, there was several staffing shortages at the tobacco warehouses. Huh. Oh, those staffing shortages. Oh, those staffing shortages. See, it's it's just a timeless problem. Like, 
we're dealing with that now. Staffing shortages everywhere. They had it back then too. So don't feel bad. Um, so yeah, so they had these staffing shortages in the tobacco warehouses that needed to be filled by somebody. Right. So what did they do? They approached the women, the wives of these Norwegian immigrants and said, Hey, why don't you come work in the tobacco warehouses? And they, they actually agreed, but only under one condition. Oh Lord. That they could go back home once mid-morning and once mid-afternoon to check on the children, tend to their chores, and of course, drink coffee. Get that coffee, girl. Gotta get that coffee. Because apparently they always had like a pot of coffee like brewing on the stove. As they should. As they should. Um, And thus, the coffee break was born. Huh. Now... The first company to officially incorporate the coffee break, um, I guess into their, I don't know if it's contracts or, but into their work day, um, was either the Larkin Soap Company or the Barcolo Company, um, around 1902 in Buffalo, New York. Hey, the bank that I work at started in 1903 see and we have coffee breaks and you have coffee breaks and i guarantee you that that's why you have coffee breaks um god bless those women right (laughs) um in fact you know the coffee break actually went on to be written into many union contracts and we still see it in the workplaces today um and if you stop and think about it like going home once mid-morning going home once mid-afternoon is very similar to our break patterns that we have in the workplace yeah because i know like where i work of course you you are allotted your lunch break but mm-hmm. aside from that i think it's two 10 minute breaks yeah. to be spread throughout the day most places it's either two 10 minutes or two 15 minutes yeah um but yeah so we see this we see coffee breaks incorporated in our workplace today um And it's funny, even though it wasn't officially incorporated in the tobacco warehouses, Stoughton still proudly claims that they were the birthplace of the coffee break. You know what? Fair. Right? And and because of that, they celebrate it every year on the third Saturday of August with this coffee break festival. It's a one-day festival, so it's kind of like, you know, some of our local festivals where it's like a Saturday and... And it's just one day, and there's all kinds of stuff that they have. So, of course, they have the coffee brew-off. Okay, that was my follow-up question, is how much <laughs> coffee is involved? There's a lot of coffee involved. Um, so they do a coffee brew-off, um, and while admission to the festival is free, you can actually purchase a $6 tasting mug. <gasps> yeah, a $6 tasting mug. To go around and sample the coffee from the people in the brew off. And I couldn't find anything that said that, like, you got to taste and then, like, vote. Or if they had, like, a Mm. panel of judges that voted. But either way. Secret judges. I don't know. But either way, you still get to drink the coffee. I just. I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of anybody. But when you're explaining this, I get this image of a whole town. Just, like. Just 
dancing in the woods under the moon just with their jittery with their goats. <laughs> I, no, it's not quite like that. It, I mean, it does take place during the day, so there's no dancing. And I mean, maybe there is, but there I be. couldn't find anything on it. Um, but yeah, so you can you can actually purchase a mug, go around and taste all the coffee, which I mean, that's heaven to me. Right. I mean, whenever I was working in the in the coffee shop here, we had to taste every single coffee every single day so that right. we could tell you the flavor profile and, you know, the different things about the different coffees. And it got to the point where I could actually blind taste a coffee and tell you what it was. Nice. Yeah. So this is like my dream festival. Let me just go and taste all the coffee and keep the mug as a souvenir look i'm feeling a road trip next year uh-huh we need to start planning because i mean we just missed it it was the third saturday oh, of man. august which is perfect because our local festival here is the second saturday of august so then we yes. can get the road we can just have like a month full of festivals it would be amazing yeah okay so sorry back sorry. to the brew off back to the brew off so this year's winner was autumn pearl Oh, I like that name. Right? Oh, oh, it gets it gets better in a good way, not in a bad way. <clears throat> so, Autumn Pearl is a local coffee shop in Stoughton. But they're not just a coffee shop. Oh no. Oh no. It's a coffee shop and a beauty bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds so fun. Right? So you can actually grab your latte or your Americano, your cup of joe, and get your hair and nails done, too. Because, like, they have a whole suite of people that do, like, hair and nails. The catch is you do have to book an appointment. Like, they don't take walk-ins for the, for the, the beauty part of it. Right. I mean, anybody can walk in and get their coffee. Right. But you have to make an appointment for getting your hair or your nails done. But I thought that was so cool. Like, So looking the website up now. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, most, time, most times like you see people going into like the nail salon and they've got their drink in their hand. Or oh, yeah. they're going into the to get their hair did and, and they got their cup of coffee. Or I went to go get my hair done today and you know what I did? You brought coffee to your hairdresser. Well, it wasn't coffee. Uh, but it was a it was a tea. Oh, it was yeah, one of those tea. loaded teas that everybody's into right now. So, but you, taking a beverage and so there you go. Yeah. One place, Autumn Pearl in Stoughton. Get your coffee. Go get your hair did. Just saying, I think it's pretty fantastic. Okay, so the brew off. What do they get? They get a trophy. And bragging rights, of course. How cool is this trophy? Um, so this trophy. Okay, to me, it's cool. Most people would probably look at it and be like, okay. Oh, I hope it's punny. I love it. It's not really punny, but so it's a big block of wood that's got the plaque on the front that says uh, Roaster of the Year. Okay. And on top of this block of wood is a giant coffee mug, a ceramic coffee mug. I would be drinking out of that <gasps> every right every coffee break <laughs> yes and i i think it looks cool i'm also a coffee nerd so there's that but yeah so that's what that's what you get for the brew off is bragging rights 
and this really cool trophy. Is there a picture we can share to our socials yes. later? Okay. Yes, there is. There is a picture, um, so we can share it. Um, okay, so aside from the brew-off, they also have a bean-spitting contest, oh my God. which I couldn't find anything about the bean. I don't know if it's some, like, secret contest, but, oh. like, I scoured the web. I tried tr- finding pictures from the event, like... Couldn't find anything. Huh. And so, I don't know, maybe I was looking at the wrong thing. But, uh, I'm assuming that it's how far can you spit a coffee bean? I I feel like that's a safe assumption. Right? Yes. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Although, that maybe that got shut down with COVID because that doesn't Ooh. seem sanitary. <laughs> I bet it did. But, I mean, they probably brought it back this year. Most places are back to doing their normal stuff now. But, yeah, so there's a bean spitting contest. There is a Cup Ojo All Wheels Car Show. That feels a bit like a stretch, but I'm here for it. It it is a bit of a stretch. However, I mean, maybe we could talk our dad into going up and taking, because we have a um, 74. 74 AMC Hornet. Hornet. I always get the year mixed up, but yeah. Uh, 74 AMC Hornet. And we also have a 1968 Volkswagen Beetle. Beautiful. That we love to take to car shows. Um, So maybe we could talk Dad into, you know, taking the cars up there next year. I so say you can't have a local festival without having some kind of car show. Oh, for sure. It's like standard. Yeah. And then, uh, speaking of standard things to have at a festival, arts and crafts. I really thought you were going to say funnel cakes. I got so excited. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there's there there's other food, food vendors and right. stuff, too. Tracking. But yeah, arts, arts and, and crafts. crafts uh, it's always popular at festivals. Um, they have a pork roast. So, you know, like at our local festival, they do the big uh, chicken. The chicken dinner, yeah. The big chicken dinner where they grill chicken over this Mm -hmm. great big huge pit. I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of chickens that they do at a time. Um, But yeah, they have a pork roast. Which, to me, also brings me back to the Philippines where they do the lechon. And they roast the pig. And oh, so good. so tasty. Anyways. Um, and then they also have a beer garden. Ooh. Right. Okay. I'm a little jealous that we don't have a beer garden at our festival. I'm just saying. I'm not a beer person, but I, I'm still fascinated by. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's kind of like what the coffee festival, you know, that's kind of their main attractions and stuff. And um, they, you'll appreciate this. They also have... Um, handmade coffee cups oh yes i'm in right i knew i would have you with that they have handmade coffee cups that you can purchase um that were handmade by somebody local um for like 20 dollars. but in. apparently they're like really nice mugs i couldn't find a picture of them but it's not the same as the tasting mugs so gotcha i'm imagining kind of what we see from like our berea college arts and crafts student crafts right right um but yeah and then um yeah that's pretty much it for the festival um fun fact stone currently has five places that you can go and grab a cup of coffee year round so you don't have to wait for the coffee festival 
Of course, there's Autumn Pearl. I still love that name. I know. You should see their, you would appreciate their logo. It looks like a coffee bean, but like the coffee bean is like this woman's hair. <laughs> and then it's got her face at the bottom. It's really cute. Anyways, so aside from Autumn Pearl, there are a couple of other places that you can go and grab your cup of coffee year round. Uh, there's a total of eight if you want to count Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, but I think given this conversation, we don't count those. Not for this conversation. Not for this conversation. We're talking about like local roasters yes. and local coffee shops, but honestly, I'm kind of, after reading about this festival, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to maybe go to this festival sometime. Hey, I'm just saying we didn't have a sister trip this year. We didn't. So we could do one next year. Yes. Maybe. I'm totally in. <laughs> Make it a two-weekender thing? I'm absolutely in. There we go. All right. So, yeah. That's all I've got. That, that We owe the coffee break to women. They needed a coffee break from the audacity of men in that, bikinis. That's what it was. I think we just need to label this whole episode. The, the audacity. audacity. <laughs> A break from the audacity. A break from the audacity. Um, yeah. Well, Kate. That was a fun episode. <laughs> it was a fun episode. See, this is the hard thing. For those of you who are just tuning in maybe for the first time, Tiffany and I have to share our topics with each other, like our headlines, because mm -hmm. we think a lot alike and we don't want to have the same topic at the table, but we don't understand or we don't know the content. Yeah, we don't, like, I don't go and research... What was the, you gave me some hint about the bikini and the atomic bomb. And that's pretty much all that she gave me. But I didn't go look it up this week. And there were so many times I was like, oh, I want to share this fact with you, but I can't. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're hearing it <laughs> along with you guys. For the first time. Um, so it's just a lot of fun. It is. But yeah, make sure um, you check out our merch site. There's a lot of really cool stuff out there with our brand new logo that Tiff made. Um, uh Okay, and I just voted. I didn't actually. <laughs> she yayed or nayed on yeah. different things. Um, but I have the transparent sticker. It's so cute. I love the transparent sticker because, like, I've got my cup. I got my cup of water sitting here, and it's covered in little vinyl stickers. Oh, yeah. But there's something about the the transparent yes. sticker that, especially with this type of logo, like it's just perfect on yeah. the cup. Um, so yeah, so check out the stickers. There's hoodies, which I kind of want to order a hoodie now. Oh, I'm getting ready to order a hoodie for me and Abby. Yeah. Both. That's and then, my daughter. Um, I did get the t-shirt. The t-shirts look fantastic. Um, the company that does all of our printing and stuff, they are phenomenal. Um, a great company to work with. So. Yeah. So go like, share, follow our socials. Um, we'll yep. post a couple pictures from today's episode as soon as the episode is uploaded. Yep. Um, and yeah, don't forget to give us a shout out. Tell us what you like. Uh, if you have some suggestions for topics, we are always open to those. And stay tuned for Spooktober Spectacular. I totally <laughs> forgot what it was called for a second. I was trying to well, follow I mean, your... Not like it hasn't been a whole year. Yes. So. All right. Well, that's all. I guess we're going to sign off and y'all have a fantastic week. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.